Pulp MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome back. Thanks for joining in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast, and we are up to show number 53. Wow. It's almost been a full year. I think we started our first show on June, first week of June, June 7th, I think. I left Dirt Rider in May, and we've just been plugging along here, giving you guys information, having some fun, talking some trash, but most of all, getting you all the information that you haven't received from other media outlets. I appreciate you guys downloading the show, subscribing, of course, listening, and emailing me. Of course, thank you to Steve Mathis, and for those of you that listen to the Pulp MX show, been fun. We're going to keep these suckers rolling and hopefully give you guys some new quality content that you can't find anywhere else. And while we're doing it, might as well have some laughs, right? It's dirt bikes. It's fun. You know? It's not rocket science. To some it is, but it's not, really. Trust me. <laughs> this is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast, like I said. Rocky Mountain ATVMC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Super low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free, free, that's 0.0 dollars. Free three-day shipping. Easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us out there. You want to get some fly racing gear? 2018.5 Kinetic Mesh. You're going to see it this weekend in Seattle, but it's going to be a mutter. So it's probably going to be soaked and you won't be able to see all the cool colors, which sucks. But nonetheless, it's getting warm. Maybe not yet on the East Coast. I see you guys are under snow warnings or whatever. That's horrible. I don't know how you guys do it. But it, it'll come. It's going to warm up. And you're going to want some fresh gear. So head over to flyracing.com. Pick out what you want and then order it over at RockyMountainATVMC.com. Thank me later. No problem. And of course, Chris at Racetech and Racetech.com are on board with the Kiefer Tested Podcast. They have revalved my Kawasaki KX450F, my Honda CRF450R, and soon, Honda Grom. Boom. That's right. We're going to do a Honda Grom podcast because I love that little son of a bitch freaking bike. It's awesome. I'm sorry about the cuss words, but that's how much I love it. Nonetheless, thank you, Racetech.com. If you guys are looking to get a more comfortable ride, more performance, and finding quality parts that goes inside your fork and shock. Go over to Racetech.com. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance and increased traction. Two things that you need. And that last part goes hand in hand with what we're talking about today. Racetech products and services are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 
Hey, not even suspension. Let's say, let's put the suspension to the side. You want some motor work done? They got that too. Rob from Racetech, he's over there grinding, porting, working his ass off. Very, very good people over at Racetech. So please go check them out, racetech.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you. Maybe get you a deal. I don't know, but it's worth a shot. Hint, hint. All right? So thank you to my sponsors, of course, all those guys. And don't forget, skosh.com, S-C-O-S-C-H-E.com. Put the product code in when you go to skosh.com. If you're ordering stuff, S-C-O-K-T-25, get 25% off. Very cool stuff. Home, lifestyle, garage, car, skosh.com has it. Rutted Racing, t-shirts, hats, hoodies. Got a product code for that. If you're going to get some cool shirts and hoodies, listen to the commercial. There's a product code in there. Do it, and you'll get some cool stuff for cheap. And, of course, ScreenPrintingDone.com. Buy 12 shirts, get 10 for free. Kiefer Inc. Testing shirts are available. Hit up Heather. All right, that's it for the commercial reads. At least on the front end, there'll be some in this podcast. So, But please listen to them. Support the sponsors. It helps us keep this thing running. And it helps keep this uh, stuff that we like to talk about, dirt bike stuff, right? So today, in this podcast, we are going to talk tires. We're talking testing the tires, how they perform, what goes on when I do test the tires, how you guys out there can evaluate your own tires. Because I know some of you guys always ask me, Kiefer, how do I know if I have a good tire nut? How do I know um, if I have good lean angle traction? How know, How do I know if I have good forward bite? I get all these questions sent to me, and we're going to try to get all of those answered in this podcast. So this will be like a how-to slash tire test. Now, that being said... You guys out there are so crazy. I would, I shouldn't say all you guys. There's some of you. If you talk about a tire, let's say badly, let's say I don't like a tire, and one guy does, I'll get an email. This is the best tire ever. I don't understand what the hell you're talking about. You have no idea what you're talking about. Look it. I'm not the gospel on everything testing, right? I've been around. I know a lot. But I'm not the end-all, be-all of things, okay? I want to get you guys some information out there that I'm aware of, okay? I'm not going to steer you in the direction of of tires that I'm not too familiar with. So I'm not going to, let's say, I'm not going to put a a CST brand in this podcast because, one, I've tried it a long time ago and didn't like it and never returned to it. That doesn't mean I'm never going to. It's just in this podcast... I've got the popular tires that people go to, that people purchase, and I feel that are worthy of this podcast that we're going to do today. So don't get pissed off at me when you don't hear a tire on this podcast that you run. That doesn't mean I'm never going to test it. That doesn't mean it's not good. It just, I don't have, A, the time to do 20 tires, um, B, I just don't think they belong in this podcast. So these are all motocross-oriented tires, from soft to medium. In my personal experience, every time I've tried a hard pack tire, 
on hard pack surfaces. I have not tried one that I have been thoroughly impressed with. I have been I haven't been thoroughly impressed with a Dunlop hard pack. Haven't been thoroughly impressed with uh, a Michelin hard packed Maxxis, whatever it is. I haven't been stoked on a hard pack tire in a long time. So I do hear Dunlop is coming out with a new tire, which I think is the MX33, and it's more catered to the intermediate to hard terrain. So hopefully Dunlop has this new tire and it'll be good. So I wanted to stick with the soft and the medium compounds because the medium compounds, honestly, that I've tried work better in hard pack than the actual hard pack tires. So if you guys are riding on some concrete-ish type dirt, a medium compound tire that we'll, we'll talk about in this podcast will work pretty damn good for your type of soil conditions that you're riding in. So now that we got all that introduction out of the way, I want to run down some things that I've tested. You know, I have a sheet, okay, that I go off of when I do these tire tests. I've tested for Michelin. Of course, you guys know that. I'm good friends with Randy, but he knows that I am very, very unbiased when it comes to testing. So I'm good friends with the guys at Dunlop. I've tested with Dunlop many years ago. So I've been around the tire testing game for a long time. If there's two things in the testing world that are very difficult to test, one is ignition and fuel settings. Um, Very difficult to decipher which is better. So when I go do these ignition settings and timing settings and all these things, out in the production world, very, very tough to do because you're like splitting hairs. Tire testing is kind of like that. When I get six tires, sets of tires in a day to test, it's very tough sometimes to really pinpoint what is worse and what is better, okay? So it takes a special, I wouldn't say talent, but it takes some patience. I like to use that word, patience. So for those of you out there listening to this and care about how to evaluate your own rubber on your bikes, and maybe you're thinking about, hey, I might want to try a different compound slash company. I want to switch from a Dunlop to a Michelin or a Michelin to a Maxxis or whatever it is. I'm going to kind of give you some, some sections to really look at, okay? I have my own testing sheet here, so if you guys want to get a pen and a paper, it's a good idea to do that and maybe pause this podcast so that way you can grab this and kind of write this stuff down. So if you guys are at the track and really want to hone in on certain things about a tire, you can write notes for each category that I'm about to tell you. So the first thing, easy to do, right? We all, well, I shouldn't say we all. I would say maybe 50% of the time I mount tires, okay? I suck at it. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I can do it but I suck at it. Thank you to Mark for helping me with this tire testing. This tire test has been going on for several months now. I've been busy with other things, so I've been putting it off and coming back to it and so forth, but thank you, Mark, for helping me mount and unmount tires. I have done about 70% of the work, but 30% of it I owe to Mark for doing this, coming up in the desert and helping me during the day and doing some incognito testing out in the des. 
So first things first, fitting. How does your tire fit? Is it tough to put on? Ease of fitting? So that is one category that I have that I rank tires, you know, because it's important. When you're putting on a tire, if the carcass is super hard, you're going to have a hell of a time no, how, no matter how good your tire irons are, okay? And speaking of tire irons, we're going to jump all over the place here on this podcast, but we're going to get all this information out to you. Tire irons. Zip Tie Racing, yes, he's a local Hesperia guy, but he makes really bitchin' tire irons. So I think his website is ziptieracing.com. You can check him out. They're very good tire irons. He has, I think, a couple sets to choose from. But I do like the longer spoons in some cases. And then obviously when you're getting around to it, around to the end of the bead, I use the shorter spoons. So, again, I'm not the best tire guy. I'm sure my buddy Gary can attest to that. I usually come over there on my own personal tires. And he has a tire-changing machine. And he busts out those suckers in three minutes. So, I'm not that good. Another category when we're testing here is traction straight line. The level of acceleration traction that you're getting when you're coming out of a corner, okay? So I have these notes here. And when I'm doing these tests, I'm always constantly thinking, how much traction do I have when I'm under load? Coming out of a corner, is the bike moving what I call forward bite? Is it moving forward or is it kind of side to side and then straightening out? So that's important when you're, you know, dissecting your tire, how much straight line traction it has under throttle. Another important category is grip on lean angle. That is probably one of the most important things in a tire for me is how much lean angle traction I have coming into a corner. When you start your lean, are you getting a vague feeling? This goes for your front and your rear, okay? Are you having a vague feel? Is it kind of have a push? You know, some of these guys, hey, my fork's harsh. I get in a push in corners. Well, some of that is your, your front tire. PSI pressure, which is important. The compound of your tire. The conditions that you're in. So everything kind of goes hand in hand when you have a front end or rear push. So grip on lean angle is very important. These tire manufacturers really focus in on side knob, and of course, you see these block within a block technology that Dunlop has. So grip on grip on lean angle is very important. Now, some of you guys may not know this category as well. You think, hey, braking straight line, who cares, right? I'm gonna use the rear brake, and I'm gonna drag it, I'm gonna freaking skid out and peel out, you know, <laughs> old school style and pin it out of the corner. But the power of braking and the sensitivity that a tire has to braking is important. Some of these tires that we'll mention here in a bit are better and grippier under braking for rear wheel than others. Some slide farther and others will actually stop sooner when using the rear brake. So Braking in a straight line is important. That's a category when we go test um, with these tire companies. So don't forget to really concentrate on the braking part of it as well. Now, drifting. No, we're not talking about Cole Seely in his car ripping around the garage or ripping around these parking lots that he does. How well is your bike able to drift and progressively drift, okay? 
Let's take, for instance, Ryan Villapoto. Rear end steering rider, right? He might like a rear tire that can swing around and drift and brake slide and pivot. Some guys like that looser feeling in the rear tire and have maximum grip in the front. So for me, I'm a front end steering guy. I like real grabby tires, front and rear. I don't like to have my rear wheel drift and kind of float out. Some guys do. Like I said, you're a rear end steering guy, you might like that. So some tires cater to that versus others. Now, when you're talking about a rear wheel drifting, it's important to do two things. Flat corners, so you're under load, flat corner, rolling the throttle on. How is that rear tire biting down? Is it a little loose feeling? Well, that way you have to decipher what kind of rider you are. If you're a rear and steering guy in those flat corners, you're going to want a looser feeling tire, okay? Now, the other one is pivoting. So you're brake sliding, you're coming to a berm, and then you pivot, and then you're out, right? You want a rear tire that kind of has a little more drifting ability so you can kind of brake slide around and pivot. So especially in Supercross, when you have these bolt turns, drifting in the rear tire area is important. So that is another category. And maneuverability and precision. So what I call is more of like a change of direction feel. Are you able to change change direction super quick? Um, you have an inside berm, and all of a sudden you come back around the next lap, and it's blown out in the middle of the corner. Are you able to cut down underneath quickly and not go over the top of the berm where it's blown out? That's important as well. So later in the day when you guys are out riding your blown out tracks, see how your tires react to that kind of situation. You know, go to that blown out area and then come to that corner and cut down real quick to see if your front and rear tire accommodates you to quick line um, changes and choices that you want to make. Some tires, some tires take a little bit of time and more reaction from the rider to actually maneuver your way around the track. So, like I said, is it grabby or is it not grabby? A more a grabbier tire will cut down sooner than others. So, that's really important is maneuverability and precision. Handling in a rut. How is your tires able to handle laying it into a rut and coming out of the corner? It, you know, you got some chop in some ruts later in the day these acceleration bumps start to form inside these ruts. How well and how much bite do you have when the tire is on, off, on, off, on, off the ground? Sometimes you're not able just to have a big contact patch coming out of a rut because it's, you know, because it's all choppy. Earlier in the day when it's smooth, these ruts are money, right? So it's a lot different than later in the day when you have the small chop. Is your tire able to get traction as soon as it touches the ground? So are you getting a little wheel spin in those little tiny choppy areas coming out of a rut or are you getting hooked up? So the the handling of rut is something very important that we talk about in the testing world. Another top three in my book is comfort. How much absorption is in the tire, in the casing, in the carcass of the tire? You hear on the Pulp Show, you know, um, 
the casing technology behind the Starcross 5. That's important. That's something they didn't have before the Starcross 5 came out. In their MH line, their casing was hard. It made the bike feel harsh. So you have to look, and it's a balance. You don't want a carcass too soft where you're rolling on the on the rim all the time and it feels like you're washing out and a vague feel. But yet you have to find a balance in the comfort of the casing because you want some pliability. You want some give. You want some cushion because it kind of acts like another shock or just something that absorbs those little tiny things, imperfections in the dirt. So comfort in the tire technology, in the casing, in the carcass of the tire is very important. Mud removal, maybe not so important in the hard pack world, but also going from a soft to intermediate tire, cleaning your tire out is very important. If you go some of these tracks when they're new, you know, and they're fresh and they're freshly tilled and you're riding around kind of getting to know the track, you'll notice that sometimes you have this mud packed up in your knobbies and you have really no control of your bike. Well, that is kind of what mud removal is. Is the spacing in the knob area wide enough to clean itself so that way that knobby can bite into the dirt and continue to give you traction. So that's important. And of course, tread tearing, chunking. You know, how long can your tire go before it starts to crack, before it starts to chunk off? You desert racers, I know you guys know all about that. You can put a fresh tire on, and after your 80 mile hare and hound that you do, there's huge chunks off of the knobbies. Well, that's because you have a soft tire. And soft compounds, right, usually mean hard packed tires. That doesn't mean, hey, I have a hard packed tire, that means the knobby's super hard. Wrong. Usually, let's, let's take for instance the Dunlop MX3S. That's, the knobs are usually harder than an MX52 knob. An MX52 knob will be a little bit softer so it can bite into that hard packed dirt. So, tread tearing is important. We're going to talk about that. So, those are the categories that you guys can try to, to do at home when you're testing your tires. If you want to test tires, I just wanted to break that down to you because what I try to do here is I try to bring my testing world to you so you guys know how I test when I have the sheets, when I go fill them out the track. How am I testing? I want to bring all that to you guys. I want to be transparent. You know, In this testing world, it's so secretive. There's some things, obviously, I can't tell you guys. But how to test, I want to bring that to light for you guys. And tire testing is tough. So having that sheet or a category is going to make it easier for you guys to obviously break down. So, all right, let's move on here. We're 20 minutes deep and we haven't even talked about tires yet. Jeez. So we're going to start talking about two, two different compounds here. I'm going to name some tires off. We're going to go through them. I'm going to tell you what it does, what it doesn't do, and also medium tires as well. So I have soft and medium. Okay, starting with the Dunlop MX3S. Of course, this is probably the most popular Dunlop off-road tire out there right now. It was called the MX32, but there was a little beef between Dunlop and Pirelli because Pirelli had an MX-32 already, so Dunlop made the choice to call it the, the MX-3S. 
it goes on good, no problems going on. It's just like a normal tire. I don't really have a problem installing the tire. Straight line traction is very good on rear wheel traction. So I would say maybe top two in this little test here as far as straight line traction. I love the rear tire coming out of corners, rolling it on, and even when the track gets a little hard pack, I do like this rear tire a lot. Lean angle, excellent. I love the lean angle on the front tire. One of the, I would say, top two for front tires in lean angle traction. I like that feeling from soft to intermediate. The front tire is not so good when the track is freshly watered or very hard packed. So you might have to switch to an MX-52 when it gets very hard packed. Um, now, this, these tires, these MX-3S tires, are very grabby. So if you're a rear-end steering guy, you may not like an MX-3S because it doesn't like to slide around and pivot as well as others in this little test that I'm doing right now. The MX-3S likes to be under throttle more and leaning versus sliding around. So for me, I like that. I'm a fr I'm front end steering guy, so drifting on this MX-3S is not the best. So like I said, if you have a hard pack track or you like to brake slide around or it's a tighter type track, a lot of bolt turns, maybe you will not want this tire as much as a guy with a track that's flowy and has a good soft to intermediate dirt. So just be aware of the MX-3S in that, in that aspect. Change of direction is really good. I want to cut down from a, you know, like I said, like a berm. It's blown out. Change of direction. It reacts quickly to the rider. It doesn't have a vague feeling. Very good that way. The Now, the, the casing and the, the carcass of the tire, I would say front and rear, is middle of the road, okay? I'm going to get to some better carcass-feeling tires later. I'm going to give you a little hint. Michelin and the Pirelli tire has a better carcass-feeling than an MX-3S. When the track gets square-edgy and hard-pack and it has some really good acceleration bumps, the Dunlop doesn't have a lot of cushion feeling, okay? So you're not going to get a lot of, of comfort when you're accelerating out of a corner. I do want to mention that it's important to run this tire at 13.5 pounds. I've tried lowering it. Like I said, you know, hey, the casings feels a little bit hard. I'm going to lower the pressure. But then I get a lot of, of rolling, especially in the front, when I go to scrub off a jump or if I have a lot of a lean angle coming into a, a rut, I feel a roll in these tires. So 13.5 PSI is the magic number, but the casing is just average for how well this tire hooks up. You know, cleaning, it cleans itself really good. It has no problems there. It flings the mud out, no issues. Not like I have a real gnarly mud track that we go to when it rains. Usually uh, in California, we're a bunch of pussies, and when it rains, we don't really ride. So unless you live in the Dez, that's where it's at, okay? When it rains here in the Dez, stand by because it's money 
an hour later. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter how much it rains. So now the problem with the Dunlop MX3S tires, front and rear, chunking. Yes, they chunk. They tear. The side knobs rip off. If you're riding hard pack, it doesn't take long. It'll rip right, rip those knobs right off. So be careful of that. I did a, um, I did a test on the Dunlop MX3S on my Kiefer Inc. testing website, and I told you guys I get about 10 to 12 hours on these suckers max, okay, before they start chunking or tearing. And that's from soft to intermediate terrain. You will, if you're riding a pure sand track, you guys are back east and it's all sand, you're going to get more life out of these tires. But if you're doing an intermediate to soft and you're going back and forth between some tracks, I would say maximum 12 hours for my riding style. Of course, it might be more if you guys are a little slower and you're not on, as hard on the throttle. So, of course, that all, you have to take that in consideration when you're talking about chunking. But these things will chunk. They will crack. So I also wanted to mention in this podcast, there's a big debate between performance and durability. It's hard to make a tire that does both, okay? If you're getting a tire and this guy emailed me, say, yeah, Kiefer, whatever, man, I get 40, hour, 40, hour, 40 hours out of this, you know, my tire. Well, sir, you're not getting a lot of traction. Maybe you don't know that and maybe you don't know better, but I'm telling you right now, if your tire lasts that long and you ride fairly consistently, there's not a lot of traction available for your 40-hour tire, okay? Performance in a tire means it's not going to last as long, okay? It's the same goes for an engine. You get more performance out of an engine, hey, you're going to have to change the top end. You're going to have to rebuild it a lot, okay? So that same goes for tires. You guys want maximum traction? You're going to have to buy more tires. I know, it sucks. Tires are expensive. But you're going to have to find a balance of longevity in your tire and performance. So Dunlop MX3S is basically, for me, a pure performance tire. You're not going to get a ton of durability out of this tire, but if you want traction, you want consistency, this is a great tire. It's one of the best tires out there right now because it's so consistent and I know what it's going to do. There's nothing unexpected that's going to happen when I'm riding with this tire. I know exactly what it's going to do and what it's not going to do. So that is why it's one of my go-tos and I appreciate Dunlop um, the technology that they're coming out with for one and two their commitment to trying to make a better tire for all of us consumers out there not just the racer okay we're talking about performance and durability the middle of the road tire that I think is is kind of both of those is the Bridgestone X20 similar to the Dunlop where they have the block within a block they call theirs the castle block now, how much different is it? I don't know. It looks similar. So I think it does the same kind of thing for lean angle traction. But with the Bridgestone, you're not getting as much lean angle traction from the front or the rear tire as you are a Dunlop MX3S, okay? 
You will get as much straight line traction. I do like that, okay? Straight line acceleration coming out of a corner. That rear tire hooks up really good, and there's no side-to-side -side movement. I like that. I forgot to talk about fit. Fitting, not a problem. None of these tires that I've tried were really hard to get on the rim, okay? So we're just going to get that out of the way so we don't have to talk about that every single tire. The fit, putting them on, not a huge issue. There is one that I will mention that's easier than others. I'm sure you guys can figure that out. Hint, hint, star cross. But there wasn't any problem putting any of these tires on. So performance-wise, Bridgestone, really good on straight line acceleration traction. Like I said, lean angle. It's a little vague when you start to lean it heavily coming into a rut. The front tire is not as grabby as an MX-3S. Now, if you're a rear end steering guy, it has a little bit more drift, it has a little bit more slide in the rear tire than the Dunlop MX-3S. So if you like that, look into this X20 because it does that pretty good. When I come into a corner and I'm trying to slide around, it pivots the bike really well, it's consistent. Um, I can go from braking to throttle out of a corner better than I can with a Dunlop MX3S because it's not as grabby as the Dunlop. So if you guys are a rear end steering guy, you might like that. The change of direction, like I said, it kind of goes hand in hand with lean angle. Not quite as good as a Dunlop. I do feel when you try to make a sudden change, the front end will kind of wash out a little bit and it's not as reactive because it's not as grabby as the Dunlop. Now the casing on the X20 is, I would say, a little bit worse than the Dunlop. A little bit harsher feeling, not as much comfort in, on those acceleration bumps, on braking bumps. So I run 12.5 PSI in these Bridgestones, sometimes 12. When I went to 12, I had a better feeling under acceleration and those square edges that you hit sometimes, but I also ended up pinching a rear tube twice when I did this test. So when I went to 12.5, you would think, hey, 0.5 is not that much. Well, it is, okay? I went up 0.5, kind of felt a little less comfort on acceleration, but it also kept me from pinching tubes. Now, when I talk about tubes, I'm just going standard tube or like it's the standard heavy-duty motocross tube. I'm not going to ultra-tough or these six-pound tubes that you're stuffing in your tires. Be careful when you do that because a tire is unsprung weight, so it will obviously hand, you know, handle different when you're putting a heavy-duty tube inside your bike, so just know that. Your bike will react differently or react a little slower the heavier the tube gets, so just, just make sure you guys know that. Now, as a... As far as tread tearing, I haven't had one problem with chunking on the Bridgestone, side knob tearing, nothing like that. It lasts a longer time than the Dunlop, so I would, I would say I put about, out of all these tires, I put anywhere between 10 to 15 hours on each tire which is a long time, which is obviously why it takes so long to do this damn podcast, because I actually got to test these things. So 
I would say by the time it got to the 14-hour mark, which I ran this 15 hours on this on this Bridgestone, which was on a 450, I might add, because I didn't mention that in the podcast, all these tires were on 450cc machines, either a Yamaha, Husqvarna, or a Honda. Those are the three bikes that I had for tires to test. <clears throat> it lasted a good 15 hours, and what I do like about this Bridgestone, it's consistent enough when the tire gets worn down. Yes, it doesn't have as much lean angle grip, and I can't corner it as aggressively as a Dunlop, but it lasts a little bit longer. Does that mean I want a Bridgestone? No. I want more performance out of my tire. I want to be able to push the envelope, the limit a little bit on my bike so I can get into corners faster because cornering is where you make up time. I like cornering. I'm looking to make up time in the corner, so I want a tire that has a lot of lean, lean angle traction. The Bridgestone didn't have enough for me, but it has longevity, it has durability. So when you're thinking about buying tires, make sure you think about an X20 because it lasts a longer time than a Dunlop. The third tire on the soft list, of course, Michelin Star Cross 5 Soft. I've helped a little bit, not much, so don't think I was the guy behind this tire, but I did help this tire along a little bit with Randy. The tire, of course, easiest to put on, very soft carcass, kind of honestly doesn't take much effort at all to install. For me, novice tire changer guy, this was the easiest tire to put on, so it fit really good. Straight line traction is as good as a Dunlop, Dunlop MX3S in the rear, and lean angle, okay, this is what where I really like about the front tire. I think, I wouldn't say I think, I'm pretty damn sure, 99% sure, every time I go back and forth between the Starcross 5 soft front and the Dunlop MX3S, I get more lean angle traction in my front end with the Starcross 5 soft. For those of you guys that haven't ridden on spec tires, the ones that the Supercross guys run, I have, it almost feels like I have as much lean angle traction on the Starcross 5 Soft than I do when I have a spec tire. So with spec tires, dude, it's unreal how gnarly these tires are. You can lean so far, you can start your lean sooner, um, you can get on the gas sooner. It's just really good to have a spec tire underneath you because it gives you so much confidence. This is what this front tire does for me as far as cornering. I get so much front-end bite. Again, I'm a front-end steering guy. So I'm going to love this front front tire feel. It just grabs. It hooks up. I don't have to worry about it washing. It's a little bit better when the track becomes shiny. And, you know, let's say your water truck guy overwatered the track. It's better in that condition than a Dunlop MX3S front and Bridgestone, I may add. So I do like the Starcross 5 soft front lean angle traction a lot. Now, rear and steering guy, maybe not going to like it as much. It's super grabby like the Dunlop, the rear. It's hard to it's hard to brake slide and pivot because it wants to grab all the time. So, it's tough for me to really bring that rear around because it doesn't really swing around because it's con it's kind of like it's grabbing and trying to to bite in the ground too much. So, for those of you looking for a little looser feeling, 
Starcross 5 rear is not that kind of tire. Change of direction, very good. No problems there for me. It reacts well to my quick movements on the track. Again, I'm going to repeat myself a lot, but you've got a berm. It's blown out, cut down. Starcross works well in that condition. Let, let's let's paint a different picture for you guys. Let's say you really you're looking ahead and you're driving down the straightaway and you see a squares that you don't want to hit. If you want to move over, you know, a foot to two feet in a hurry, under throttle, the Starcross does this very good. So does the Dunlop. So it not only reacts quick when you're in the corner, but it also can react under throttle on a straight line. So I like that a lot. Again, the comfort in the casing and the carcass of the tire, very, very high. It acts like another little shock absorber. Acceleration bumps and square edge bumps. This tire flexes and moves a lot. If you're not used to that, it might shock you at first when you get these tires, but the key to these tires, again, is running a higher pressure. I sometimes even run up to 14 PSI in these tires, okay, because they do squish and flex a lot, which is good, but if you run too low of a pressure, you're going to be washing out, the front end's going to feel vague, the rear end's going to kind of slide around, you're not going to get a, get a positive feeling or a large contact patch on the ground. So, 13.5 to 14 PSI. Don't be afraid to go to 14 if you guys are riding moto. Clearing of the knobs, of course, very good. I got those mud phobic bars in the middle of the knob. I like that. It clears out really good. Um, I'll give you an example. Glen Helen, when you get there early in the morning, it's deep. It flings the mud off very good with other tires. Um, I'm going to say like the Max the Max Cross SI that we'll talk about doesn't fling the mud off as good and you kind of have more of a of a vague feeling because those knobbies are packed in with dirt. That doesn't happen with the Starcross 5 Soft, okay? Tread tearing. If there is a negative to this tire, it's obviously chunking. Similar to the Dunlop, I don't think it is as quick as the Dunlop, but nonetheless, the Starcross 5 Soft gives you great performance on the track. Longevity in chunking is very possible to get within 10 hours, 10 to 12 hours. Now, it's as far as like reliability and straight line and lean angle when the tire gets worn down. Let's say the tire gets half worn down between the Dunlop and the Michelin, okay? But you have all your knobs, none of it's chunking yet. You will get more traction with a half worn Starcross 5 soft than you will with the Dunlop. Once a Dunlop kind of goes away, half worn, it's not really as predictable as it is when it's new, okay? So you will get a little bit more predictability out of a Starcross 5 Soft when it's worn, but nonetheless, it will chunk. The side knobs will tear. You just got to be aware that, hey, maybe I need to go to a medium, not a soft. And you want a little bit less performance, but a longer, you know, durability tire. Like I said, go to a medium tire and it won't chunk as bad. 
So, Starcross 5 Soft is up there. I really like it. It's good. All of these tires are close to the same, within 10 to 15 bucks of each other. So, I'm not really going to get crazy with pricing. You can go to RockyMountainATVMC.com. They have all these tires there. You can get them. Um, they ship them quick. So, if you're looking for performance out of your tire, Starcross 5 Soft is great. Just watch out for chunking in about 12 hours, okay? I ran this tire 14 and a half hours, and I didn't get a chunk, okay? So I'm not going to tell you it's going to happen every single time, but it has happened. I have ran these set of tires that I'm talking about testing for 14.2 hours on the Honda, okay? And it didn't chunk. Now, I went on my Yamaha YZ450F. I ran these tires before and I chunked them in eight hours. So it just depends on what track you're riding. When I go testing, I usually go to Glen Helen. I shouldn't say usually. This is what I did with this tire test. I went to Glen Helen, Sunrise, Comp Edge, Milestone, and I have a desert track that is a mix of hard pack and sand. One end of the track is super sandy. The other end of the track is hard pack. So. When you ride all these tracks, you know you will find the differences in compounds and lean angle, and of course chunking. So, just depends how hard you ride and how long you're riding under throttle is when, you know, you'll start to see failures. I guess you would want to say when it starts to chunk. So just be aware of that. Now this tire, the Pirelli MX32 Mid Soft, I haven't had as much time on this tire in the past than with these other tires that I'm talking about. I've been riding with this Pirelli, uh, I would say maybe four months. Obviously, it's been around a little bit. Um, haven't had too much time on it in the past, but putting time on this tire really opened my eyes up to a Pirelli tire. Now, some say Pirelli is selling us tires the same way they're giving tires to the racers. So. They say there's not much difference between the tires that we can buy from Pirelli versus what Geyser and Hurlings and those guys are on on the MXGP circuit. I don't know how much that is true, but that's what I hear from the Pirelli guys in-house. The fit, no problem on the MX32 Midsoft, very good. Straight line traction, excellent. Very good coming out of a corner, no side-to-side -side movement, under throttle, very predictable. I like that. Lean angle traction in the front tire, not quite as good as a Michelin or a Dunlop MX3S. Slightly better than a Bridgestone, okay? So you get a little bit more. It's somewhere in between a Dunlop and Michelin and Bridgestone. It's in the middle right there. So I get good lean angle traction. It just doesn't react. We're going to go to the change of direction part. It just doesn't have the change of direction I want, the quickness that I want from a tire that I would like to have, me being a front-end steering guy, in this Pirelli MX-32. If you have a rolling rut going around a corner and it's it's predictable and it's it's flowy, no problems. But if you have a tighter corner that you need to cut down and maybe, like I said, blown out berm, or you want to cut down before a jump and miss a kicker, it's tougher to do with a Pirelli um, than it is a Michelin or a Dunlop. 
braking very good rear end steering guys you're going to like this rear tire it slides well it pivots under throttle you're good so i like acceleration on this rear tire and i like that you can slide it's kind of the best of both worlds for this rear tire now the comfort casing in this tire i had to go back and forth between the michelin and this pirelli a couple times and i found out that this pirelli mx32 is as good in the casing area I would say rear tire better in the comfort casing than the Michelin front tire not as good super weird to me I had to go back a couple times but acceleration coming out of corners the Pirelli is very squishy and soft I like it again 13.5 psi to 13 is good for this Pirelli but the front end coming into some bumps and some decel doesn't have the give. It's felt a little bit stiffer, and maybe that's why I don't have the change of direction um, that I want, because it just felt like the carcass was a little bit stiffer than the Starcross. I would say stiffer than the Starcross and the Dunlop in the front tire on this Pirelli. So I had to go back and forth a couple times, but... I found out that the rear tire cushion was better, front tire not as good. You know, tread tearing on this this tire, really good. I ran up to 14 and a half hours on this tire, no tread tearing, no chunking, lasts a pretty good long time, pretty, you know, a good amount of time, okay? You won't, when the, the, the this tire is half worn, you won't get as much traction as you will from a Starcross. I think it's about the same as a Dunlop. Once it gets half worn, it loses its predictability. It's kind of, wa it washes out a little bit, especially the front tire. The front tire, once it gets worn and those knobs start to get rounded off a lot, it's pretty much toast. So you'd probably have to go to a new one. The rear tire, when the, when the tire gets rounded off a little bit, it's not as bad, but half worn, it loses its predictability and it's a tire that you want to keep up on, but nonetheless, it's durable. If you guys are worried about chunking, this thing's not going to chunk. I was really surprised and shocked how well this tire worked. I wouldn't mind riding with this tire more. So, hint, hint, Pirelli guys, if you're listening to this, send me some tires. I wouldn't mind putting some more time on these things. And just to have full disclosure on this whole sucking thing is... I bought all these tires myself, okay? People think, oh, Kiefer, you get these free tires. Yes, I do at times get tires. Michelin sends me tires, Dunlop sends me tires, but Bridgestone, Maxxis, Pirelli, I've never once got a free tire from them. I go out and buy these things so I can talk to you guys about them. Now, I've tested a Pirelli and Bridgestone with other manufacturers to see if they want to use those tires for their OEM setup, but I went out for this test, purchased all these tires, and ran the shit out of them, so there you go. So if you're listening to this and you're worried about, hey, Kiefer gets free tires, that's bullshit. I went out and bought these suckers. It's expensive, but hey, I feel like you got to put money into this thing if you want money coming back, so there you go. Okay, Max Cross SI, which means Soft Intermediate Maxxis, Maxxis SI. Again, 
Not a tire that I had a lot of time with. We had, at Dirt Rider, we did a shootout, 250 shootout with the Maxxis tires. Not good. Not good luck with these things. It chunked. Three hours, they chunked. So, we took them off, ran Dunlops for for the shootout. Now, for this 450 tire test, I guess you wouldn't want to say, because I ran 450s, I went and bought these tires. I didn't get the tread tearing as I did when we were on the 250F, so I don't know if they changed the compound in a couple years or what they did, but nonetheless, I didn't get any chunking out of these tires. They fit good. They went on the, the rim fine, but straight up, you're not getting the straight line traction out of the rear tire as you are with these other tires. I'm not getting as much lean angle grip. Very vague feeling in the front tire. I do not like this front tire at all. I actually had to run it longer time, you know, so I I wanted to take it off within two hours, but, you know, I have to have, you know, compare everything evenly. So I ran this tire 12 hours. I didn't like it. It was miserable. The front tire hated it. Didn't like it one bit. I'm a big front end steering guy. Lean angle traction was vague. Unless the track was primo and had massive amounts of traction, it was fine. But as soon as it started getting a little bit drier, I'm talking minutely, like very, very little change in moisture in the track, the tire was unpredictable. The front tire, I should say. The front tire was unpredictable. I didn't like it. Now, if you're a brake sliding guy, you're going to like this tire. It slides around okay, it moves around, pivots, you're not going to get as much acceleration traction out of the rear tire, but if you like your tire to float and move around, hey, this tire could be for you. Again, change of direction, not good in the front tire. Rear tire wasn't so bad as far as lean angle traction. That was another thing that was kind of, it baffles me and I have in my notes here, is lean angle traction in the front, not good. Lean angle traction in the rear, in the ruts, were pretty, was pretty good. Like I didn't really have a big issue with it. Like I felt like it was as good as a Pirelli in this situation. So the tire was just really puzzling to me. It just wasn't consistent enough. It never chunked in this test, but I just never could really get a grasp on what my bike was going to do with these tires. And with dirt bikes, as you guys know. You want predictability. You want consistency. You want to know what your bike's going to do. I didn't get that from the Max, from the Max Cross SI. So, if you guys are out there listening to this, longevity, it's it's pretty good. You're not getting massive amounts of traction with the Max Cross SI. Again, don't shoot the messenger. If you guys love Maxis, cool. Stay with Maxis. I'm not telling you guys. This is the end-all, be-all tire test. I'm just giving you feedback from a guy that done tire testing before that giving you guys the information that I felt when I did this test. So calm down. For some reason, when it comes to brands of bike and tires, people get crazy. Now moving on to the medium side, there was several times that I had to really buckle down and go these tracks um, later in the day to try um, a little bit less favorable conditions, but nonetheless, 
Um, these medium tires are built, and they have a wide range. They can run some soft terrain, but are, are made for more intermediate, close to hard terrain. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your Droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. Founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic, you guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. If you want to hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'll let you know more, but very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. If you guys want a comfortable shirt to go to the track or even a hoodie, you're cold, you want your chick to look cool, get some hats, shirts, hoodies, be a moto fan, be an off-road fan, go check out ruddedracing.com or if you guys are on Instagram, at ruddedracing. Clint and April make very, very comfortable shirts, hats, hoodies, they're helping out the bear for Supercross. That's right. Rutted Racing is helping out Tyler Bowers. They put money back into our sport, guys. So let's buy some stuff. They're helping us out. They're helping the Supercross riders out of the world. Let's go there and buy some stuff at Rutted Racing or RuttedRacing.com. Right now, it's 40 degrees in the high des. I am wearing a Rutted Racing hoodie, and it's badass. So go check them out. Thanks, guys. Also... Don't forget, you know what's coming after Rutted Racing? ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know what's cool? Free stuff. 
You know that? Order 12 tees, get 10 free t-shirts. When you order 12, buy a dozen, get 10. Screenprintingdone.com. They produce t-shirts, hoodies, hats, everything. You need t-shirts for your employees? Do you need t-shirts for your track? Or maybe a party you're having. You're having an Anaheim One party? Make us some t-shirts. Go to screenprintingdone.com. You know who else goes to screenprintingdone.com? The Seven Deuce Deuce. I feel like he took screenprintingdone.com from me. But nonetheless, he knows where to go, right? If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. That's where I get all my Kiefer Inc. testing shirts. Go over there, check them out. Mention Kiefer. When you order 12, get 10 for free. Later. All right, medium tires going to the Bridgestone X30s. Again, fit, not a problem. Rolling them on the rim, not a big deal. Straight line traction, excellent. I like this tire in hard pack conditions where the track is lost kind of its luster and its good dirt on top, and now you're working with this hard pack base. Rear wheel traction was good. I love the X30. I almost want to run an X30 on the rear and then an X20 in the front. That would kind of be the perfect combination, I think, for me in the Bridgestone world. But lean angle traction, front tire, not as good as an X20. Almost rather go, like I said, go to an X20 in the front. But lean angle traction in the rear, excellent. Braking, you like to slide. This rear tire does that as well. You can pivot and slide, or if you're in the flat corner, it'll drift and bite at the same time. So it kind of has an aspect of the rear tire where I feel like it does both really well. Unlike the front tire where I don't get a lot of lean angle traction and I get a lot of vague feeling. So rear tire X30 really good. Going to change the direction again, rear tire good, front tire vague. The comfort in the casing, in the carcass of the tires are not quite as good as an X20, okay? So if you're looking for a little bit more cushion, which was weird to me, I felt a little bit more cushion on the X20 than I do the X30. It wasn't a huge problem. I just noticed a minute difference. Again, maybe some of you guys out there will not even feel this, but I'm really sensitive to the fact of how much cushion I'm getting from the sidewall of these tires. Tread tearing, no tread tearing on these tires. I ran the mediums all at 10 hours, okay? I didn't ride as long as the softs, sorry, but I wanted to ride all the mediums at the same hours, so I got to a 10-hour mark, and that's where um, I stopped. But no tread tearing at 10 hours. Again, like you said, if you guys are familiar with how I ride, I ride aggressively, I ride a lot, I ride a mixture of tracks, and if it has a torn or chunked on me in 10 hours, chances are it'll last a little bit longer for you guys out there. Now, moving on to the Starcross 5 medium tire. Not as good as straight line traction for me as the soft. Lean angle on the front tire was a little less than the soft in this hard pack condition, okay? I can't change directions as quickly as I could on the Starcross 5 soft. So 
it hooks up well initially. Your initial lean starts pretty good. You got some bite, but mid-corner, I felt a little vagueness in the front tire. Rear tire hooks up well all the way around. I like that feeling. Has good lean angle bite on the rear, but front tire bite, lean angle, not quite as good as the soft. Change of direction, again, like I said, not quite as good as soft. Um, now, the casing and the carcass of the tire, not as cozy, I like that word, not as cozy as the Starcross 5 Soft. Still one of the best medium carcass tires in this little test slash shootout we're doing here. It has more cushion than all the others except the Pirelli. The Pirelli has a lot of cushion. So Pirelli has that dialed as far as cushion casing and the carcass feel, but very, very close between the two. I still like that cushy feel. Again, 13.5 in the Starcross Medium. And if you guys are sorry, I didn't mention this in the Bridgestone, the X30, I ran 12 to 12.5, same as the Soft. So again, in a perfect world, I think I would uh, stick with the soft and worry about my tires chunking for performance. I still would rather run a, a Starcross 5 soft in intermediate to, to hard terrain. But if you guys are always on clay or hard pack stuff, or maybe this isn't an off-road tire test, but maybe if you're riding off-road and you're riding more desert, go to the medium. You'll have a longer life. It won't chunk. Again, it won't chunk like the soft. I repeat, it won't chunk like the soft. Trust me. Some of you guys are out there saying, why do you repeat yourself so much, Kiefer? Because you don't see the emails that I get. I have to repeat myself. So just bear with me on this. If you saw half the emails that I received saying, how come you didn't say this? Or why didn't you really reiterate that? Well, I just did. Okay, Pirelli. MX-32 mid-hard. It's basically what they call their hard terrain tire. I'm not really testing hard terrain tires, but this is their intermediate. If you look at their website, this is the range from intermediate to hard. Again, fit, not a problem. Straight line traction on this tire, not super impressive from the rear tire. I get a little tire spin and a little side-to-side um, movement under heavy load coming out of corners, especially when the rut is chopped up and hacked out and it's coming on, off, on, off, on, off the ground. So back and forth. I feel like once it the suspension loads and then unloads, I get a little bit of a wiggle with this tire. So front end, lean angle traction, not a big fan. It's amazing what two different compounds of tires can do was a pretty pretty good tire in the soft realm you know the 32 mid soft going to the Pirelli mid hard never really got along with the lean angle traction it was vague I washed out a little bit and didn't really feel like I had a lot of confidence in the tire the casing in the tire of course and the carcass very good comfortable a lot of a lot of cushion Maybe just a titch off of their soft. I do like that. So 
when you're straight line and hitting square edge and you're going fast, this tire doesn't, oh, I guess what I would like to say, it's kind of like of a dead feeling. It gives you an extra suspension, so to speak, and it gives you this dead feel when you hit it. So it flexes a lot. I like that feeling, but just didn't have a lot of comfort in the fact that I need to lean into a corner. So comfort for me, not the comfort in the tire. I didn't have a lot of comfort of going into the, to this rut, laying it in there, and getting that lean angle traction. I, I wasn't confident in that at all. Tread tearing, not a problem. With none of these medium tires, I never had a problem with chunking or tread tearing. So only with the soft compound tires I had this problem. If you guys don't hear me talk about it, no news is good news, okay? No chunking in the Pirelli, no chunking in the Dunlop, no chunking in this, this Starcross. None of these medium tires had chunking. Dunlop MX-52. I am not a fan of this tire, especially the front. The, the, the rear tire I can get along with, okay? But this 52 front, just vague. Super vague. I don't care where it's at. And I know some guys that really like this, this front tire. I just do not like this 52 tire at all. If it is primo traction, it's okay. If it's clay and it has some bite to it, 52 is okay. But as soon as it's watered or gets hard packed, it's just super vague. It washes out. I'm just not into this front tire at all. And the tire cushion is not so good. It, it's deflecty a little bit, especially what... Let's say you're rolling an inside rut and you got those choppy square edge things coming out of the rut. The front tire will kind of deflect and bounce off this thing. And I've tried several different, I've tried 12 pounds, 12.5, 13, 13.5, and it didn't change it. I still got that deflection from the front tire. I didn't like the carcass feeling of this front tire. Now, straight line traction in the rear was decent. When the track got super hard packed, I had good feeling from the rear tire. I just needed more front end traction from the front. Again, I'm a front end steering guy. So if you're a rear end steering guy, you like that loose, you want to slide your rear end around, the 52 is pretty good in the rear. has good straight line traction and good rear slide pivoting feeling, but just not a lot of confidence coming into this front tire on lean angle. Again. Lean angle rear, so-so, straight line, pretty damn good, but brake sliding, pivoting, the rear tire on the 52 is excellent. Last but not least is the Maxxis Maxcross IT. Unlike the SI, I really like the Maxxis rear tire. You heard me say it. That's right, Maxxis rear tire, Max Cross IT. I liked it. Straight line traction was good. And probably the best tire out of the bunch that had the longest, most durable knob wear. I would say after 10 hours, it really didn't wear that much. I was surprised. And for the traction that I had, it was pretty damn good. So I was super impressed with the Max Cross IT on hard pack stuff. Now, when the track got softer, it wasn't as good. It's a, it's a, this this tire is a true hard packed tire. I wouldn't even say it's an intermediate tire. I think it works better when the track is concrete and hard. 
Glen Helen at 3 o'clock, just blown out. The rear tire worked pretty dang good. Now, the carcass, the, the feeling of it is not so good. Um, square edge, acceleration bump, it feels a little firm. It doesn't give you a harsh feeling, but you can feel a little bit how, how firm it feels. But as far as lean angle on the rear tire on the IT and straight line traction, I was impressed with it. Now, what I thought was cool as well is it brake slides, it pivots, and it's consistent enough so when you start your pivot and you start to get on the gas, it sticks. And you know how you're in hard pack conditions and it's tough to me to have, to me it's easier to get a feel of the ground in what I call wet slick versus dry slick. Dry slick is that shiny, hard packed, almost blue groove surface where you got to kind of feel it in the flat corners and you really got to weight your peg and you got to push down to try to get bite out of your rear tire. Well, the Max Cross IT rear tire does an excellent job for consistency of braking, sliding, and then getting on the gas where it doesn't want to wallow or like give you a big swap coming out of the corner. If you guys could see my hand while I'm talking to you right now, you know what I'm talking about. But for those of you that ride and race all the time, you're going to envision this and you're going to exactly know what I'm saying because that dry slick is super tough to get a consistent feeling every lap. But this Max Cross IT rear tire was really good in that part of the track. The several tracks that I that I rode that were like that was my sand track, which in a couple corners, it's just there's no berms, it's just shiny, it's kind of choppy, and you really got to whip your rear end around and kind of drift yourself around this 180 corner. So it was really good in that aspect. The Max Cross IT front tire wasn't so good. I didn't have a lot of lean angle traction. Um, when I went to go dive into some of these ruts, it was kind of was very vague on the initial part of the corner. So the entrance of the corner was kind of washy feeling in the front. And then it grabbed traction in the middle to the end. Like the SI, it was a little confusing to me. So it was tough to get a consistent feeling in the front end and to really be able to be able to get in that rut aggressively. So... Stoked on the Max Cross IT rear tire. The longevity of it's good. I did have a little chunking in the Max Cross IT front tire. Okay? So I think that was me because I really tried hard to find a balance with this with this front tire. And I really tried to push it in these hard pack conditions. And I wouldn't say the knobs ripped off, but I could start seeing cracks on every fourth or fifth knob okay so just be aware of the front tire the rear tire is excellent i appreciate um, maxis if there's one thing maxis does they cater to the off-road guy they're out the races these works races they're at gnccs they really focus on the racer they sponsor average consumer guys they're very active in their marketing, so I do like Maxis, Maxis in that aspect. And I hear they're coming out with a new tire. Of course, having McGrath develop some of this stuff is only going to help them. So I'm stoked to see what Maxis comes out with in the future for a moto tire. And hopefully we'll get a little bit more lean angle traction out of these new tires. So Maxis, guys, that's what you need. 
focus on lean angle because straight line is pretty good but you need to focus on front end bite and lean angle traction so so i get also hey Kiefer, what what's your tire what, you know if you're going to go buy tires on your bike what are you running you know you're friends with randy you develop michelin you run a michelin tires Kiefer, can i mix match tires well i'm going to tell you something right now if i was going to pick a set of tires to go race with. Let's say I'm going racing at Glen Helen next weekend. And it's just a normal day, you know, 70 degree day, not muddy, you know, obviously deep in the morning, then obviously it gets hard pack in the afternoon. What tire are you running? I would run a Starcross 5 soft front, and then I would run a Dunlop MX3S rear. Yep, you heard it. I mix match. Don't be scared. It's fine. Yes, these tires are developed to work, the set of tires, I should say, are developed to work together. So if Dunlop's developing a tire, they're not thinking about, hey, so-and-so is going to go put a different front tire on. They're working together to get these tires to work in unison and work the best as a set. But I have tested some mix-match stuff, and one of the things that I liked was this Starcross 5 soft front and the Dunlop MX3S rear. I like that combination because I'm a front-end steering guy. That Starcross provides that for me. And I feel like lean angle and... Well, I shouldn't say so much lean angle. Traction coming out of a corner, I like the Dunlop MX3S as far as forward bite. I really like that feeling. It's consistent. Um, again... This is all when the tires are new. I'm not saying when they're half-worn. But if they're new, I like that feeling. So that's my combination. If I was going to rank top three tires in the soft, overall, Dunlop MX3S, that's my top pick. Um, Starcross 5 soft second. And I really, really like the Pirelli MX32 mid-soft. I would say that that's my top three picks. In the medium realm, oh, it's tough to say, man. This is really hard. I would say Starcross medium first, then Pirelli mid-hard, 32, and then the Bridgestone X30. I do not like the Dunlop 52 tire. So those are my top three. We kind of shooted them out for you. We talked about testing. We talked about each tire. I know... We kind of went back and forth and rambled on, but all the information is there. If you guys really want to dissect and do this for yourself, it's not that hard. Do the sheet, listen to this podcast, write up your own evaluation sheet from the things that I just give you here. Fitting, traction straight line, grip on lean angle, braking on straight line, braking on lean angle, drifting, maneuverability, which is change of direction, handling in the rut, comfort, which is carcass, casing, that feeling, mud removal, and of course, chunking. Okay? Those are the categories that you need to focus on when you have tires. Do yourself a favor. Go buy, if you can, go buy two sets of tires, different brand, okay? Go buy a Dunlop, Go buy a Bridgestone. Compare them. You know, one weekend, put your Dunlops on. The other weekend, go put your Bridgestones on. So, 
If you're looking for performance and durability, it's going to be tough to find, but all of these tires that I've mentioned have found somewhat of a balance. I would say the Dunlop and the Starcross 5 Soft are basically pure performance tires. If you want a few extra hours out of your tires, then you might want to go to a Pirelli, Bridgestone, and a Maxxis tire. But for the softer versions, Dunlop and Starcross are going to give you the most grip, the most performance, but maybe not last quite as long. So again, very tough to do when you're developing a tire. It's hard to please everyone. Trust me, I know. I try to do that, and I kick myself in the ass all the time. But it's really tough in the testing world to give the consumer everything they want. And you just got to decide who you are. If you're a weekend warrior and you want some performance, it's better to go with a Dunlop or a Starcross. If you're a guy that you know, wants to buy tires once every six months and you ride quite a bit, then go with another brand of tire that gives you a little less traction but lasts longer. So in, in all actuality, you're going to only get four to five, six hours longer on a tire. And we're talking engine hours here, okay? We're not talking just out there with your homies hanging out. You're only going to get four to six hours more out of even the best, you know, most durable tire versus performance-based tire. So that's my spiel. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, like I said, tire testing's tough. It's one of the harder aspects of testing. That and doing, you know, fuel settings and FI bikes, it's like splitting hairs. You really got to focus in on what you're doing and... Of course, you guys are doing this tire testing at home. Hit the same line every lap. Don't venture out and do new lines. Do the same thing every lap so you get an apples-to-apples -apples comparison and you guys know what direction you like. So if you do have any questions on this tire test, which I'm sure you will, chris at keferinktesting.com. I'll be sure to help you, try to type some answers for you. But if not, this may take you two to three times to listen to this. This is a big one. This is going to be an over an hour podcast. This is a long one for myself. But if you guys are interested in whatever tire that I mentioned here, there's five tires here, just go back, rewind it, listen to each tire closely, and you'll get what you need out of this information. Because I'm telling you right now, there's not much else to talk about with these tires unless we... Uh, obviously missed something which i don't think we did so but don't be shy email me i'm here to help i hope this podcast helps you a little bit on what to purchase how to test what goes on in tire testing and maybe you got some other tidbits out of this as well hey dunlop maxis they're coming out with new tires and also bridgestone may be back may be back into racing hmm Little Birdie told me that the other day. So you never know. We might see Bridgestone come back. And you know how much the riders love the Bridgestone tires back in the day. So that's just going to help us consumers out there get a better tire get a better tire. So again, thank you guys for listening. Please support the sponsors on the show. And uh yeah, we'll be back next week, most likely with some suspension talk on the Kawasaki. 
because I haven't been riding this week because I'm hurt because of some goon that launched his bike into me at the race for some weird reason. So doing a lot of typing and talking and emailing this week. So enjoy it because next week, back on the bike. Talk to you guys later. See ya.